Hey, podcast listeners, I'm Mark Steckman, host of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I mean, what are you waiting for? Rate it, share it with your friends. We have new content coming out every weekday. It would mean the world to me if you did. Now, here's today's episode. Enjoy. Well, on line one, we have a very special guest. And that very special guest is Whitney Holtzman, not Whitney Houston, Pat. Like you said before the show started, it is Whitney Holtzman. And I'm going to see if she is there. Whitney, are you there? I'm here. Oh, Whitney. Now, listen, before we get going, and and most of our listeners don't know this, you were actually queued up, ready to go several weeks ago on the show, and it did not happen. So first of all, I have to publicly apologize for that happening, because I know you promoted it on social media, and I'm super, super sorry that happened, but I'm thrilled that you're joining us today. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's such a treat, and I felt like I got really good practice calling in and waiting on hold. (laughs) So by the time this week came around, I was an expert in that area. And, hey, I got to listen to an extra full episode of your show. So that can only benefit our lives. Oh, my gosh. Well, I appreciate that so much, Whitney. We were connected by a mutual friend. And I want to embarrass you a little bit by reading a little bit about your bio. Uh, You are the the CEO of Social Victories. And you are the author of a brand-new book that just uh, came out called Uh, It's titled, You Are the First You. Now, from your bio, it says you are a passionate go-getter, founder of uh, and CEO of Social Victories, a social media and marketing consultancy uh, for the leaders in the sports world. That's kind of where you hang your hat. You currently have clients across pro sports, including NFL players and other professional sports leagues. You're a certified NFL marketing agent and has worked with players on the Bucks as well as attended the Super Bowl with a number of athletes. Your passion has been at the intersection of sports and giving back and so on and so forth. Man, this is, I mean, I could just keep going on. It's a really cool resume. Uh, you grew up here in Tampa Bay, and I'd like you to tell us, you give us your, a little bit uh, of your origin story. Grew up in Tampa Bay and then went off to school up in Gainesville, if I'm not mistaken. Tell us a little bit about your origin story and uh, expand on this bio. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, um, if I could hire you to do PR, that would be great. Those were such <laughs> kind words that you just shared, but I attribute growing up in Tampa to my love of sports, and it really started in my own household. So on Monday nights, my mom used to have weekly meetings, and she would say to my dad, okay, this is the one night a week that you're in charge of putting the kids to bed, and she'd come home week after week, and my dad would have me under one arm and my brother under the other arm watching Monday night football. Mm. Um, so it's, <laughs> he, he refers to that as, as quality parenting. Yeah. But that's really where my love of sports began. And then I grew up uh, going to Bucks games growing up. And we, we, would have, we had season tickets. And so I was there on a weekly basis. And I just found that sports was the only thing that could get me excited, make me passionate. The rest of the world just kind of felt a little boring compared to how I felt when I was watching Bucks games and I would get so into them. Sometimes I'd have to go into the bathroom because I was too nervous about the ending. And so the city of Tampa fostered my love of sports. And I'd say that we kind of grew up together because as I was growing up in Tampa, the Bucks won their first Super Bowl. We got a major league baseball team and the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. And so I had the opportunity to be on the forefront of the growth of sports in Tampa. And it was so exciting to me. I thought, wow, if I could make a career out of this feeling, that would be the dream in life. Mm. And so you headed off to the University of Florida, 
became yep. a Florida Gator. Good time to go to University of Florida, too. What happened while you were there? Exactly. So from the time that I got accepted to the time I graduated, the Gators won two football championships and two basketball championships. Mm. So I like to say I got there and they got good and then I left and things went a little downhill. So I'm not saying I had anything to do with it, but I mean, you can't ignore the fact I was again there at the perfect timing. So I think so much in life has to do with fate. So growing up in Tampa with all the sports teams here emerging and being put into the spotlight and then the same thing happened to me at UF. The Gators uh, were at the forefront of the sports world while I was there, and I was lucky enough to be a reporter on the TV station, and, and I covered the sports teams, and I was in the same class as Tim Tebow, so obviously he was the center of college sports during my time there, so mm. Florida got a lot of national attention, and I also don't want to ignore the fact that, that there were a lot of female broadcasters that came out of UF during my time there. So Aaron Andrews was, was right before me, also another Tampa native. Jen Brown was a softball player. And then Laura Rutledge, who's now on ESPN, uh, was, uh, uh, was there at the same time, and, and we covered Gator football together. So I, I know that in life you can't do anything alone, and you have to have people who open doors for you. And I credit both the sports teams and those female broadcasters for putting Florida in the spotlight. Mm. And actually that worked out perfectly because – um, ESPN every year hires, um, at least during uh, my college experience, hires one intern per SEC school. And so Florida was really on the map for them. So they came to recruit and did a whole session there because of all these people who had really put Florida at the forefront. And that opened the door for me to ultimately land an internship there after my junior year of college. So you helped launch ESPNW, which is their uh, women's initiative. and uh... Yeah. So what was what was that? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the backstory there is pretty funny. When I was an intern at ESPN the summer before and I made highlights for SportsCenter and Baseball Tonight, I had this idea that they should name the Spanish channel Espanol. So I emailed uh, second in command at the company and he said, well, no, but you should come and meet with me. So while I was there, um, he told me ESPNW was launching and I said, well, it's perfect. My name's Whitney. I wear a W necklace. I already have your branding. And, you know, people had told me that in order to work at ESPN, you had to go work in a small town for 20 years and work your way up and then maybe you'd get a shot. And I, it was my, it was the first time in life I thought, well, just because everyone else did it that way doesn't mean that's how I have to do it. You have the ability to carve out your own path, and there might be an opportunity that's uniquely primed for you. And that's how I felt about W. They were almost a startup in a big conglomerate launching at the same time I was graduating college. So while it was ESPN, W was new, and they were willing to ch- take a chance on someone who was right out of college. So again, that timing factor. Mm. Really Really worked out for me and we covered women's sports which there's really um, a huge white space and and they were able to fill that and then we also catered to female sports fans so I was in charge um, of covering all the live events red carpet events movie premieres um, I also had the opportunity every day I found a, a female captain of a high school sports team and interviewed them and wrote an article on their uh, leadership capabilities and that was my day job 
And then every night I wrote an article called About Last Night, which recapped that night in sports for female sports fans. Mm. Um, and I also wrote some bigger feature pieces as well and then did some editing in between. So I, I really worked around the clock. And my big turning point there was the weekend of the Super Bowl. It was in Dallas that year. They tasked me with writing an article on how much food was consumed at the Super Bowl. And, of course, two days before the Super Bowl, I thought, well, there's absolutely no chance I'm going to get in touch with anyone. I might as well throw in the towel. But I think that was sort of another lesson for me that you just have to be relentless and go after what you want until there is no option left on the planet. Mm. Because there were many times during that process I could have easily given up, but I ended up getting in touch with the head chef at Cowboy Stadium. And he gave me all these stats of how many pounds of popcorn and hot dogs and Coke was consumed. And I was able to write the article. And at the time I was uh, working more on an article by article basis, but that story ended up earning me uh, more of a full-time role at ESPNW. And I think it's just a reminder to people that you cannot give up until you've accomplished your goals, no matter how hard it may seem. And we kind of have to have that determination when things get tough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you worked with uh, Major League Baseball and all 30 of the teams in terms of their social media, but you pivoted into uh, marketing when you met Gary Vaynerchuk. You knew I was going to bring this up and landed at his and landed at his marketing agency. Gary Vaynerchuk, one of the most visible faces on social media right now, owner uh, or I guess founder of Vayner Media, which is a digital marketing and uh, marketing creative branding uh, company. And I guess you worked on uh, one of their brands, including the Miami Dolphins. So tell us a br- briefly about that. And then because uh, we we're limited on time today, but I want to I want to know a little bit about that because I know there is some curiosity from our listeners about the Vayner Media experience. Yeah, absolutely. And I was lucky to work there at a time when Gary was my direct boss. And obviously people know his public persona, but he was, he is incredibly loving. He treated the company like a family. And that was sort of my first pivot into working in a culture first company, which definitely was life changing for me. And after mm-hmm. you experience that, you never want to go back to any other type of company. But I was actually working on very large brands when I started there. And to show you the kind of personal attention that Gary has, no matter how busy he is, he still paid attention to every single employee. And he said to me, you kind of remind me of me. I think you're a little more entrepreneurial and creative. And so my third day there, he actually plucked me out of working on the more traditional accounts. And he had partnered with Steve Ross, who owns the Miami Dolphins. Steve uh, gave Gary a lot of money. They, they pooled their money and created a fund called Vayner RSE. And instead of working on the larger accounts, uh, once Vayner RSE invested in or incubated a company, they would hand it over to me to market. And so it was great. It was the first time I had no oversight. I could Mm -hmm. really fly, be creative, and put together um, entrepreneurial partnerships and things that hadn't happened before to generate results and really capture the consumer's attention. And as we continue to have success on those brands, Gary uh, then started giving me some of the sports accounts of the company, including the Miami Dolphins. And we had one of the projects we worked on uh, they, they opened a preview center where they were selling tickets for their renovated stadium. And we did a small Facebook campaign where we invested like $2,000 and we ended up selling like over $70,000 in season tickets just from that Facebook campaign. So that's mm. just one example yeah. of the type of stuff that we worked on. And Gary um, was very much a first mover and, you know, believes that marketing is all about human nature. And when you combine those skill sets, we were able to have success um, on accounts 
unlike anything I had ever experienced and, and generate unbelievable results for the clients. And when you reverse engineer and you bring value to people, it's amazing what can happen. And I had never learned marketing from a human perspective. And I feel like everything that I utilize in my business now and, and my personal life is be, because of what I learned from Gary. So it was a total pivot uh, in the marketing world for me. And, um, it was sort of like, for me, I say it was like going to the Harvard of social media and working no for doubt. Gary. Oh, yeah, no doubt. The Harvard, uh, the, what, what a great experience it is. Well, we've got about you know maybe like two, three minutes, and I know you didn't come on the show to talk about your book, but I want you to talk about your book. You Are the First You. The book just came out. It is available on Amazon. I'm looking at it right now on Amazon screen and uh, came out in uh, March. Tell us in the next two minutes about uh, your book and what uh, readers can expect to learn from your experiences and in this paperback? Yeah, absolutely. So the book tells my career story, and it talks about the ups and the downs because life is definitely not a straight line. But most importantly, I want, after reading it, I want people to have tunnel vision to go after the life that they're meant for. I think too many people get nervous and live a life because they think it'll make other people happy, but no one has been you before, so there's no way to get it wrong, and only you know best in your heart, how you want to live your life. So I want people to consistently trust that gut feeling because, because that's how you unlock happiness. And then secondly, I learned so many lessons, um, you know, in working for Gary and throughout my career journey that I think you have to know in life and in business, but that no one teaches you in school. So at the end of each chapter, I pick out the most important lessons from my own career journey and summarize them at the end so people have a quick reference point to be able to pick up the things that I think you have to know to, to have success in all aspects of your life. Mm, I love it. And I know even though you write it from a perspective of a female in a male-dominated uh, you know, industry, if you will, the sports industry, uh, I think it's it's a wonderful write, and I read it, and I think it's it's applicable to everyone. There's a lot of great takeaways. And by the way, I am just in love with your energy right now. You've got me completely pumped about wanting to read it again. I want to encourage anybody who's listening right now to the live show or to the podcast to hop over to Amazon, look for Whitney Holtzman, H-O-L-T-Z-M-A-N, and her new book, You Are the First You. Whitney's got a lot of great experiences going back through ESPN and her time at Vayner Media, and now as the CEO of Social Victories, a sports marketing consultancy here in Tampa, Florida. I know you have clients all over the country. Uh, Whitney Holtzman, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. And where can they find you if they want to just find out more about what you do or read more of your backstory beyond the book today? Yeah, I appreciate it. So it's either Whitney Holtzman on all the social media platforms or social media if you're, or social victories if you're a sports fan and you want to follow all of my uh, NFL and other pro sports clients. Hey, thanks for listening to Business Beyond the Boardroom On Demand, a feature of the Business Beyond the Boardroom live radio show. You can listen to the full live radio show every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to MarkSteckman.com for more information, or you could follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram for more great business and marketing content. Make it a great day.